Hey, hey! Welcome back to the Creative Cast. I, of course, am your host, Tammy Munson, and I am so excited that you are here again with me this week. So first, let me say this. I just wanted to say thank you so much for the wonderful feedback that I got about the accessible podcast episode I did a couple of weeks ago. It was an episode that really meant a lot for me to do because I love the special needs community. They have a particularly special place in my heart. My daughter does have special needs. She is an adult now. It was very important for me to be able to share some of these things that affect that community. So again, thank you for all the wonderful feedback. I truly appreciated it. But if you haven't listened to that episode, I would absolutely love it if you could. It was episode 36. So for a quick link, you can go to TammyMuntingCreative.com forward slash episode 36 or wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa, wherever that may be, you can find it there. So last week, we started this deep dive into... The importance of having a funnel for your podcast, a sales funnel for your podcast, especially if you are selling something. We also kind of talked about how you could get this started and set up on with your podcasts. So today we're going to wrap all of that up. We're going to talk about the purchase, the re-evaluation, and repurpose or the referral. Last week, we talked all about our friend Liz, who owns a small business where she makes purses and other types of things from old military uniforms. She's a military wife, and this is her business. And so she sells her products at the farmer's market, but she wanted to do a little bit more. She wanted to bring more revenue into her business and wanted to really utilize the power of the internet and social media to kind of help with some of that revenue. So she started a podcast, but she needed to wait on how to figure, you know, how to make this funnel and to make it happen for her. So we talked all about how to get all that set up, how to get it started. So now let's look at the purchase part. The purpose of her funnel was to have new customers come to the farmer's market and buy her products. That's the end, right? No, absolutely not. That is where the relationship is made concrete, exchanging money for the products. If Liz's podcast sales funnel is truly successful, her customers are happy. They're satisfied. Not only will they continue to buy products from her in the future, but they will also tell other people about her products as well. Now, we hope this is the case, but how can we how can Liz ensure that this happens. Well, the first thing is good customer service, obviously, right? (laughs) But it is a definite must. The point of sale is a good time to slip in a business card with the products to make sure that the lines of communication stay open. Now, in this purchase stage, Liz needs an e-commerce platform. Now, in her case, yep, she can sell her products at the local farmer's market for cash or they can use their debit card or whatever. But what about listeners to her podcast that may live in a different city or state or can't physically get to that specific farmer's market to buy her product? Now, 
she could always use an online marketplace like Etsy, which would take care of the online administration and management of all that in exchange for a fee. But then her online and in-person sales would be completely separate. And she would have to have a separate inventory for each point of sale. Now, to me, as a former manager in retail, that does not sound like fun nor anything that I would want to do. And I really don't think the majority of people would want to keep two inventories. Keeping one inventory straight sometimes is difficult in, in itself, right? So now to do the Etsy route, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you choose to do, by all means, there's so many businesses on Etsy that are doing absolutely perfect with that. They like it. They have someone else manage the website. They don't have to worry about all the techie things. They just put their products up there and they sell it. And that's the end of that. Great. Fantastic. But if you wanted a little more control, what I would suggest is to set up your own online store on your website. So that's what I would tell Liz. Hey, let's set up your own online store on your website. Now, for those websites that are based in WordPress, I suggest using WooCommerce. You could also use Shopify. You could use Square. And you could even use, you know, if you're looking for a different type of designer that maybe it's a little bit easier to design, to set up all these things, you can also look at Wix as well as Squarespace. But I don't want you to forget about the email marketing piece too. Now, one of my favorite resources is something called ConvertKit. And because that is not just your average email marketing. there And, there, and there's other ones. There's Flowdesk and a whole bunch of other ones. ConvertKit is my favorite because it combines email marketing and e-commerce. It's And it makes it easier for you to engage, to sell, and even follow up with your customers and your clients. Now, like I said, ConvertKit is a favorite of mine and something I absolutely love. And I personally use it for all of my business email marketing. Now, I have a paid account, so there's lots of bells and whistles with that but you still get a lot even if you have a free account. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you. So go ahead and check them out if you're looking for a new email marketing system that's not too expensive and is going to work with what you're going to need. Now, whatever you choose, or in this case, Liz chooses, the e-commerce platform needs to have a way to keep those lines of communication open. So let's talk about why that's important. And so that brings us into stage six, which is re-evaluation. Because this stage of the funnel is really going to happen whether you want it to or not. So in Liz's scenario, as customers that are buying her purses, maybe they have buyer's remorse. Maybe the material fades. Maybe the novelty wears off. So they stop listening to her podcast or reading her email. Or maybe they become more enthusiastic and want to tell all their friends about her, her products, her podcasts. So how can she make sure that this stage works in her favor and not against her? Well, Liz needs to make it easy for herself. She needs to make it easy for her customers to get in touch with her if they're dissatisfied and then make it right. She needs to show them that she appreciates their business, each and every one of her clients, no matter what the case is. So what are some of the things that she can do? 
so she could ask for their name and mention them on the next podcast. She could give a small discount or a free gift to those who mention the podcast when they're purchasing an item, whether it's in person or they could use a code if it's online. She needs to make sure that they have her contact information in case they have any questions from the get-go. Make it easy for them to get in touch with you. Another good idea is after somebody makes a purchase, send a follow-up email to thank them for their purchase and offer to answer any questions. Now, of course, we're talking a lot about product-based services here. But what if you are a true service-based business? For example, you're a podcast editor. (laughs) Or you're a virtual assistant or any of the number of service-based businesses that are out there. After that service is complete, let's say you're doing a a website audit for a client, you finish that up, send a follow-up email thanking them for that, thanking them for that opportunity. Offer to answer any questions. You could give a discount code then there too. So there's lots of ways to take all of this stuff and apply it to product-based businesses as well as service-based businesses. The other one, and this is my personal favorite, is ask them to share a, a picture on IG with their purchase. Make sure that you say, hey, tag me in the photo so that I could share it too. And then make sure that you share it as well. Again, a business card and or a handwritten thank you note goes a long, long way to help satisfied customers stay happy. So we've gotten through reevaluation. We're going to stay in front of the customer or the client. We're going to continue to send them email marketing. You're going to continue to engage with them on social media. So then what happens next? Here is where the funnel starts to get really, really narrow, right? Okay, and this is what we call the repurchase and or the upsell. On on the one hand, someone who buys your product and or your service is already committed. But what you want now is for them to be repeat customers. You want them to enthusiastically recommend your products, right? You want them to enthusiastically recommend your products or at the very least, have them tell everybody about your podcast. Now, what are some of the ways that our scenario with Liz can reward repeat business or help them do the PR for her? One thing I would suggest is start a Beyond the Threads group or a private podcast feed that has some kind of exclusivity to it. Special content for members who pay a subscription fee. So like Patreon has, Patreon is probably one of the best, better platforms for this right now, but Apple has a subscription model. I don't recommend that because it's a crazy amount that goes to them before you even see anything. But Spotify has a really great one, and I believe it is free for another year as long as you have an account with Anchor. So I'll put links in the show notes about that. The other thing, you can invite your dedicated VIP customers or clients to be part of a live podcast episode. Instagram Live, Facebook Live, however you choose to do it. The other thing is there is a tool called SpeakPipe. And don't worry, I'll put the link in the show notes for you but it's called SpeakPipe, put it on your website to let customers be able to leave messages, which then you could take the audio, drop it into your podcast, and boom, 
done. The other thing is ask them to send their friends, family, colleagues, whatever, for some of that referral business. The other thing is get their testimonials, put those on your website, but then also include them in any of your social media marketing that you're going to be doing. You could probably think of many more ways to involve your specific customers, knowing what they like and what they don't like and all those types of things. But the more that you make people feel included and and reward their participation, the more they're going to want to promote your business and your content because you've established relationships with them. You've developed that no like trust factor with them. By this point, you can substitute anything I've talked about for whatever you want to sell. And you already have plenty of ideas. That's basically your funnel. It's how it works. And of course, you can substitute Liz's scenario and her purses for whatever it is that you currently sell, want to sell. And there's lots of ideas here for you to set up your own podcast sales funnel that's going to best fit your needs. Essentially, just put yourself in their shoes. What drives their motivation to buy? Decisions that we make whenever we make any purchase, whether it's in person and or online, these are some of the things that we're thinking. You know, are you going to buy from just anybody? Or are you going to are you going to be more likely to buy from someone who you've got your new purse and people go, oh, oh, where'd you get that? That's so cute. And you say, well, I got it from Liz and et cetera, et cetera, right? You get it. So before we wrap up the show today, I just wanted to take a moment to share something with you that has kind of been on my heart lately. I wanted you to know how important you are to me. And it's because of you, yes, you out there listening, that this podcast even exists. Yes, this was originally only going to be a 12-episode podcast, but because of each and every one of you tuning in every week, it has gone from 12 to now episode 38. Because besides my personal commitment to the creative cast, you are the reason I press record every week so that I can help you make a difference in the lives of others. And as I say all the time, I believe in each and every one of you. I'm so happy that you are here taking the time to invest not only in your podcast, but yourselves as well. Y'all know you're my heroes and that you don't need to let that experience and the editing fatigue and the intimidating technology hold you back from something you really want to do, something that you're called to do, something that you, a goal you want to accomplish. So let's continue to walk through this journey together so that you, my friend, can spend less time worrying about the details and more time spreading your message, making a difference, and of course, spreading God's word. So I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye, y'all.